What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today, we're talking about league-winning wide receivers. Everyone we go over in today's video has the upside to be a league winner and is absolutely someone I would want to draft on my team this season. Two wide receivers that are ineligible for this video, but who I still love drafting are Brandon Cooks and Marvin Mims. We've just talked about them recently. I want to scroll through some uh, some new players in today's video. So, first player up today is Devonta Adams, going 12th on ESPN, 12th on NFL, 13th on Yahoo, 14th on Underdog, 16th on Sleeper. I have him 9th in PPR, 10th and half PPR, 15th in Standard. And I know everyone's response to this is going to be, well, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, are you under the impression that he is significantly worse than Derek Carr? I mean, Garoppolo has a significantly higher career completion rate than Derek Carr, a higher touchdown percentage than Derek Carr, a much higher career yards per pass attempt than Derek Carr. And sure, maybe some of that's been like the system that Garoppolo has been in. But I think my point is that Derek Carr is not an elite quarterback. In fact, he is barely an above average quarterback. And you know who is definitely just inarguably not a good quarterback? Jarrett Stidham. And yet, Devonta Adams still had seven receptions for 153 yards and two touchdowns in Stidham's first start. Five receptions for 73 yards in his second start. Adams is in arguably a top three wide receiver talent in this league. He is likely the number one wide receiver still in this league. And any quarterback with a pulse will be peppering him with targets and will be successful in doing that. Since 2016, Adams has been the wide receiver 9, 6, 1, 6, 1, 3, and 4 and half PPR points per game. And yet he's available at pick 12 or later on every single platform, even after 180 targets last season, where he had over 120 receptions and a touchdown seven times with likely the exact same quarterback play he's going to see this season. Quarterback play does not matter for Devonta Adams. He had a 94th percentile success rate versus man, 88th percentile success rate versus zone, 96th percentile success rate versus press. He dominated every single route in the route tree. Again, it's very easy to play quarterback when your wide receiver is always wide open. And if people really want to downgrade Adams because they think Derek Carr is some god and he can't possibly survive without Carr, remember that those are the exact same people who didn't think he'd be as good without Aaron Rodgers. And yet in his first season without Aaron Rodgers, he is coming off a year where he had his second most yards and second most touchdowns ever. He is just an amazing wide receiver who's going to be productive no matter who is throwing him the football. My second league winning wide receiver is Chris Godwin. He goes 52nd on ESPN, 57th on Sleeper, 58th on Underdog, 59th on Yahoo, and 83rd for some reason on NFL.com. I have him 53rd, 61st, and 66th in PPR, half PPR, and standard respectively. Uh, and this is another elite wide receiver with quarterback concerns. But who falls in drafts a lot. So I don't have him ranked as some incredible value, but you get into these leagues where no one wants to draft Chris Godwin. That's when we are attacking. Because I really just think this quarterback play situation is overblown as well. Since 2019, Godwin's been the wide receiver 2, 15, 9, and 20 in half PPR points per game. And yet the earliest he's coming off the board right now on any site is a wide receiver 30. That's 10 spots worse than his worst performance over the last four years, and he's still only 27 years old. He's still in the prime of his career. And sure, like, yeah, three of those years with Brady, 
But 2019 was with Winston, who couldn't even beat out Andy Dalton last year. He He's not going to be given a chance to beat out Derek Carr this year. Those are not exactly elite quarterbacks. It really just shows like how mediocre the league thinks Jameis Winston is. And again, he's 27. Like Godwin is not old. He's in the prime of his career. He's now two years removed from that torn ACL, which if you remember, really limited him in camp last summer. It likely contributed a little bit to that early season injury. Like he was never 100%. He never had that full camp. And so, you know, people get injured at a higher rate when they don't have camp, maybe overcompensating a little bit. But the point is, he was not 100% at all last season. He missed two and a half games uh, as it was, like not even saying he wasn't 100%. He was 0%, right? He wasn't playing in two and a half games. He still had over 100 receptions last year. Plus, we look at this offense. I mean, not only is his target share just like, Locked in, right? I mean, there's no talent behind him and Evans, but their new offensive coordinator has talked about, you know, using Chris Godwin as a featured weapon, moving him around the formation, just like really flowing the offense through him. And if you look at their overall lack of talent, well, that makes complete sense, right? It makes sense that they would want to use him as their featured weapon. And just one final thing. Again, I understand the quarterback plays me a downgrade, right? But this wasn't prime Brady. Like, he was not that good last season. Talking about Tom Brady there, lowest yards per completion of his career, lowest QBR of his career, lowest touchdown rate of his career. Like, again, not prime Brady. This was 45-year-old Tom Brady. So I think the ADP of the wide receiver 30, 10 spots worse than his worst performance over the last four years for Chris Godwin. That's awesome. That's awesome value. And again, that's his ADP. Many times he falls way past that ADP. I think that is phenomenal value. Next up, we've got Jahan Dotson. On underdog, he's going 73rd. On sleeper, he's 84th. ESPN has him 93rd. Yahoo, 94th. NFL, 99th. I have him 77th in PPR, 77th and half PPR, and 68th in standard. And I actually feel really strongly about this one. Like, Dotson was incredible in his rookie season after being taken 18th overall in the draft. So he was a very early pick. That is earlier than any wide receiver this season. He was taken 18th overall. He now has uh, Kansas City's old offensive coordinator. And it really is just like no one cares. Like no one cares that he was taken early. No one cares that he was amazing as a rookie. No one cares that the offense is probably going to be better. Just no one cares. They're like, that doesn't matter to us. We'll take him late as a flyer. But as a rookie, Dotson ran all but one route at an above average success rate. He posted an 87th percentile success rate versus press. Well above average against man and zone, and that's during a rookie season where he missed five games from weeks five through nine with a major hamstring injury. He also saw uh, a reduced snap rate when he returned because he was coming off a major hamstring injury. If he hadn't missed those five games, he likely would have been around like 50 receptions, around 750 yards, and 10 touchdowns, and he'd be getting a lot more buzz right now. Also, People are acting like the quarterback play is going to be horrendous. Like, people just really like to overreact to quarterback play, but they're really doing it here. I mean, look back to last season. Amari Cooper on the Browns was on pace for 88 receptions, 1,224 yards, and 11 touchdowns with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback through week 12. That would have been by far the best season of Amari Cooper's career. Then he had worse production once Watson came and played quarterback. And Dotson's either going to have... Jacoby Brissett, or Sam Howell. And if it's Sam Howell, it's because he beat out Jacoby Brissett. I mean, think of all the situations that Amari Cooper has been in over his career. Really, really good situations for fantasy. 
And then you consider that he was having by far his best season of his career with Brissett at quarterback. And then Dotson's either going to have Brissett or someone who beats Brissett out. So not only is Dotson's talent being underrated, you never ever hear about people talking about Jahan Dotson as one of the truly elite young wide receiver talents, but he is. He was phenomenal as a rookie, like we figured he would be being taken 16th overall, but no one views him as an elite wide receiver, even though he already is. And then when you also downgrade the situation, it's like he's being attacked from both ends, and that's why he's going sometimes in the 8th or even ninth round on these major platforms. That is phenomenal value. Such a low chance of busting that late. Fourth wide receiver we have today is Quentin Johnston. He's going 80th on underdog, which is a good value. I wouldn't say that that is incredible, but it is on these other sites. 94th on Sleeper, 133rd on ESPN, 135th on Yahoo, 136th on NFL. I mean, are you kidding me? Those are ridiculous. I have him 85th in PPR, 84th in half PPR, 82nd in standard. I mean, like, think about those ADPs on ESPN, Yahoo, NFL. They're a complete joke. Like, Johnson was taken 21st overall this year. He's going to fill an immediate need for the Chargers. That is the most important thing. They didn't just take him to hopefully maybe overtake uh, Mike Williams in a few years. They took him to fill an immediate need that the team had. They desperately needed someone who's able to create yards after the catch. And they also did need insurance in case of injury, right? Keenan Allen... Mike Williams haven't exactly had the easiest time staying healthy over their careers, uh, or at least in the last few seasons. It's been kind of rough. Keenan Allen's now 31 years old. Mike Williams is like a sneaky 29. He's turning 29. Like he's a little bit older than people think. And so you look at all of that and you're like, okay, so we have a highly athletic first round wide receiver talent stepping into one of the most pass heavy offenses in the NFL with a quarterback who has the most passing yards ever for a quarterback over the first three seasons of their career on a wide receiver core that recently has struggled staying healthy. And this wide receiver who is filling an immediate need on the team, meaning they're going to get snaps right in week one and designed plays for them is coming off the board in the 12th round on three of the major platforms. That makes absolutely no sense. Like Johnson is a fantastic pick, assuming everyone stays healthy. Assuming this offense is completely healthy, he's a really good pick because he'll have an immediate role and he will outperform the ADP. But think about the upside. I mean, if either one of Mike Williams or Keenan Allen were to get injured, this is an offense that like you want to invest in, you want to have pieces of, and Johnston is the perfect way to do that. He is more athletic than the other two wide receivers. He has a better chance of staying healthy given that he's younger in his career. He fills that immediate need. They want someone with great yards after the catch, so we know they're going to design plays for him, and we know he has big play upside. That's what he was great at in college, and he goes significantly later. Like I'm not saying take him ahead of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but those two are off the board by round five. You can get Johnston in the 12th round. That's significantly uh, better draft capital. It just feels like an absolute no-brainer to me. Think about the upside if either one of those two gets injured. They're not pulling back their pass attempts. 
They were going full steam ahead, throwing the ball a ton, being highly efficient in doing so. And so if either of those two goes down, Johnson will be a stud. Our fifth league winning wide receiver is Sky Moore. He's going 104th on underdog, 125th on Yahoo, 137th on sleeper, 152nd on ESPN, and 193rd on NFL.com. I'm ranked 106th in PPR, 110th in half PPR, 104th in standard. So that's a pretty big value on all the major platforms. And the bull case is fairly simple. Uh, if you remember back to my machine learning video, I have the model that predicts wide receiver success looking at their college production and then what they did in year one. And Sky Moore was one of the players the model looked at uh, as expecting to see a breakout from uh, just looking at their underlying metrics in year one, again, also looking at college. And what's most exciting about that is that the model has no concept of who Patrick Mahomes and Juju Smith-Schuster are. The model just looks at the player and he's like, okay, you're this good and you performed this good. Here's what I think you'll produce in the future. It's not being like, oh, but like Juju's gone, right? It doesn't know who Juju is. It doesn't know that opportunity is now there. And so we can take this prediction one step further and say, okay, well, Sky Moore is also catching passes from the best quarterback in football. He's best used as a slot weapon. That's just where he's been most effective, uh, just given like how successful he is running different routes. He's best as a slot wide receiver. And now Juju, their slot wide receiver, who had 101 targets last season, is on the Patriots. And that ranking that I said before that I have him at in each of the, the different scoring formats, uh, that's with an 85 target projection. So at 85 targets, he smashes his ADP. And if he takes over Juju's role, he's the league winner, right? I mean, you don't need that high of a target share on Kansas City to have very high-end numbers in fantasy. And if you look at his competition, there's actually a lot less than it seems. Like, there's a lot of players, but in terms of how good they are, I mean, there's a very, very real chance that Kadarius Tony maxes out as a gadget player in the NFL. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is strictly a deep threat. He's honestly not even that good at that. He is not a very good wide receiver. Rasheed Rice, we don't know. I mean, at this point, we have absolutely no idea how talented Rice is. He's still a very unproven rookie. Richie James, highly mediocre. We know Sky Moore is better than Richie James. Justin Watson, never going to be a high-end producer. He was someone that they trusted at times last season, but only really to run deep and maybe stress the field a little bit, not someone to command any sort of real target share. And then there's no guarantee that Justin Ross is ever going to be healthy enough to contribute. And we don't even know how good he's going to be if he is ever able to make it onto the field. So Sky Moore will very, very likely be the Chiefs starting slot wide receiver this season. And let's be honest, Juju was sort of dust last year. He did not look very good. He still had 78 receptions, 933 yards, three touchdowns. If you throw Sky Moore into that role, he is going to outproduce those numbers. And if you can get 80 plus receptions for over a thousand yards from someone going outside the top 125 picks on every single site other than underdog, then how is that not league winning upside? So those are five wide receivers that have league winning upside this season. If you want to see my exact rankings for all players in every scoring format, you can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. I'll be back 
tomorrow to go over the biggest ADP risers over the last two weeks, Sunday for another underdog video, and then Monday for, of course, another episode of Mock Draft Monday. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.